You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with Patton Oswalt for I Love My Dad. Anyone else have anything they want to say? Franklin? I uh, took some steps in setting healthy boundaries and blocked my dad online. He's never really been there for me when I needed him, and I'm done with that. Did you delete your profile? It's kind of the main way I was uh, staying in touch with you. My ex blocked me one time, and I just started a different page under a different name. I'll check it all the time. She never even knew. <laughs> I just started a different page under a different name. I met someone online. She's like smart, funny. And you've like talked to her on the phone and stuff? Obviously. <laughs> Soup. So, how's it? So, how's it going? Good. This is creepy as This was your idea. That was my ex-girlfriend. This is your child. I mean, what if he's already masturbating today? Would you be up for a quick phone call? Uh, it's just a little weird that we've never actually talked. Could you call him and be the voice? What are you wearing? Sweatpants and a uh, Red Sox shirt. What about you? Just a dress. No panties. This is incest. No, it's not. I'm doing this to help him. He thinks he's in a relationship. This girl's the love of my life. Keep your expectations low. She could be like mean or, or a scammer or, I mean, or your dad. <laughs> Uh, it's my girlfriend. One, one sec. Yeah. Becca, hello. Hey, Becca. Hello, hello. I'll call you in a little bit. I'll call you. Not there, huh? Can I pretend to kiss you? Look, <laughs> you asked for my help. Internet kiss your son. That's gross. Do you love him? Yes. Just kiss him already. <laughs> Patton Oswald, what a pleasure it is to get a chance to speak with you. How are you, sir? I'm good. Are you in a, where are you right now? You look like you're in a jail cell in a supermax. That is hilarious because this is actually a Brooklyn apartment, sir. Oh, God. Yeah, well, then that's perfect. That is perfect. You're in a, <laughs> it's so tiny and controlled. Holy shit. Yeah, well, hey. What are you going to do? You got to well, what you got to do, man. It's what you got to do. So yeah. in any event, though, uh, I love my dad. Uh, let's talk first about how you came across this project, because I love that you continue to work within the independent uh, sphere, playing loner characters like in uh, Big Fan and also, too, in Young Adult. And I feel like this is a, a continuation of some of the work that we've seen you do before. And I just love you in this mode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love being in this mode. This is the kind of, especially acting-wise, character-wise, I like I like characters that are in over their heads. And, you know, the, the best acting and the most human acting you get to do is when you are maybe not up to the task and have to summon something in you that you didn't know that you had. This guy, what he has to summon, weirdly enough, is a level of delusion that he didn't know that he had. He, I mean, the level of self deception this guy has to um evoke in himself just to basically get out of bed every morning was really really interesting to play you know because because he he is in over his head he can't admit it so i just think it's amazing to me that um you get to you get to play this as an actor you rarely sure. get to play this history is complicated the story of human progress is long, messy, 
and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. And so Morosini, uh, he comes along here. Uh, he wrote the screenplay. He stars in the film. He directed the film. What was the initial conversation like? Uh, and how did you know to put your trust in him that much? Uh, I didn't. I, I think the thing that made me put my trust in him was how much I loved the script, how much he loved movies when we started getting together and hanging out and talking about movies. So I knew that like he had the same kind of encyclopedic um, visual library in his head to draw from. And then, you know... The fact that he was committing to this story, which was a very personal story, it happened to him. And he's yeah. like, he's making the attempt to tell this. I mean, that's that shows a lot of guts right there. So mm -hmm. that, that made me actually trust it a whole lot. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, you have to be yeah. obviously very raw and open to tell this kind of a story. <laughs> well, but in a way, yeah. I think you almost you have to also be healed before you can then re-empathize with a raw moment in your life he couldn't have done this 10 years ago i think he was still healing and and reconstructing himself from it and he clearly has enough distance and time on it to tell it in a very very funny but very dark way sure sure as a father yourself uh was there qualities within the character that you were immediately able to latch on to even though i i know obviously your uh, daughter is obviously younger and such you know what? I couldn't really latch onto the thought. I can't imagine not wanting to be around your kid. That was something I could, I tried to get into that head of like, you want to dodge the years when your kid is young and not be, like, I couldn't understand that. But what I can understand, because I've been guilty of this in other aspects of my life is the classic. I want to be good. Don't I get credit just for that? You mean I have to actually show up? Wait, that doesn't make sense. I don't people know that I want to be good. I should get a pat on the back for that. That is such a real human emotion. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. And this is a guy who, despite what he does, we do sympathize with him because of the love that he does have for his son, even though he crosses a, a line, a line oh. that uh, produces <laughs> some of the most cringiest comedy and drama that I've seen in a movie in quite some time. I, I was deeply, and I got to tell you, deeply uncomfortable watching this movie, but in a good way. So, hey, I shot the movie, and when we showed it at South by Southwest, it was James and I, my wife was there, Claudia was there, and we were crawling out of our skins. And I, like, I had seen rough cuts. I saw stuff on, you know, uh, but with an audience, you just, oh, God, that's right. This goes 
here, this goes here. I remember Amy Landecker was there. She only did a couple of scenes, but she read the script. And afterwards, she was like, I wanted to run out of that theater. And I think Amy was there with her. No, no, that was later in Chicago. Amy was there with her parents. But it was just this like, I, I got to get out of this theater right now. I can't watch this. <laughs> that definitely was the feeling, especially when we got to that climactic uh, <laughs> diner scene. I Oh, God. Screaming, 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 yes. screaming. Yeah. What I will also say, too, is uh, the emotions that it strikes in it, like I said, uh, it's very raw. It's very honest. It's very real. And I think that is because, like you said, this happened to Morosini. Now, obviously, I imagine nothing this extreme, hopefully, in your life. But can you recall a time with your parents where you felt the most uncomfortable and embarrassed? Oh, I mean, there were times, especially some of my early specials, when I think I was a little trying harder to be edgy and dangerous and whatever that nonsense is. And I knew that my mom would be like, oh, can't you, you know, uh, my mom has never been able to w- come and watch me live. She gets too nervous. My dad's okay with it, but mm-hmm. my mom isn't. My mom still has a lot of that social anxiety. So, and it comes from a good place. She goes, I don't want anyone yelling at you. And if the audience didn't laugh, I would be so upset. So I get that. But um, for the most part, Things were pretty chill with my parents. <laughs> well, that's good. That's nice. Yeah. This being an independent feature, um, tell me a little bit about just the schedule in terms of how many days did you guys shoot this in? Was it a run and gun? Did you have rehearsal time? It was run and gun. We had, I think, a month, May and June of last year, and it was very much how much can we get every day? Mm-hmm. Very run and gun. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. It was, it was again, the same energy and exhaustion in the kind of movies that I like. Yeah. You know, Softy Brothers films, um, uh, Kelly Reichardt, people like that, where you're just like, let's use the locations we have. Let's go, go, go. Mm-hmm. This is what we got. Let's go. I love that. It just it energizes you. And there's happy accidents that occur as a result of that ingenuity that comes up on set Absolutely, all the time. Absolutely, yes. There are all kinds of like, oh, I guess we're going to do it this way. Oh, shit, that worked. What? I love that. <laughs> and with Morsini uh, being new on the scene, uh, if you could just say for anyone that's listening right now, uh, I don't know, a positive thing about the experience of working with him. Uh, because I do think that this is a really striking debut feature for any filmmaker. Well, I mean, the positive thing I can say about him, this I'm talking to all my film freak friends, is that you've got yet another young director who's got decades ahead of him, who's clearly going to be doing weird, risky, interesting stuff. This is the right now there's a new wave coming up. And he is I think he has firmly put himself in that wave of, oh, good. Cinema is going to stay interesting and stay fascinating. Cannot wait to see what this person does next. But right now, you know, you got the Douglases, you got the Adams family, you got all these people doing really weird, interesting, idiosyncratic stuff. And they've got they've got fandoms behind them now that are waiting for their stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Isn't it? When I say Adams family, I don't mean the movie. I mean you know you know who the Adams family are. Right? Oh yeah, no, no, no. I know what you were referring yeah. to in that sense. Okay, good, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there's everything they make is so fucking good. Yep. Oh, anyway, <laughs> and then also, um, I just want to know, you know, in that hectic schedule, uh, what would you say for you was probably the most challenging day on set? The f- oh, everyone's going to give you the same answer. The diner scene for the final. Mm. thing it was so blazing fucking hot oh we had to sustain these crazy emotions we had to do so much coverage on each person's thing as it's happening you know there were so many elements that all had to line up at the same time it, it was that was a really difficult day especially in the parking lot too before you like enter oh christ trying to it hold was just him back physically exhausting yeah the most emotionally exhausting day for me was the laser tag thing that's an actual you're watching an actual nervous breakdown that I'm having because oh, I really started thinking about if I had not been there for my daughter and had abandoned her all these different times in her life. And I just like, I had to, when I was done shooting that scene, I had to go and get on, I had to FaceTime with my wife and like, go, I'm a good dad. Right. Like I did, like I was freaking out. It was, I didn't know, didn't think I would go that deep into it. And there I was. Well, you are a good dad, I'm sure. And we love you, Patton. So I uh, appreciate oh, you taking man. the time today to chat with me about this really, really great film. Uh, can you just tell us before you go uh, what you have coming up next? Got a uh, com- uh, uh, Netflix special coming out September 20th. Nice. Um, you, can wa- you can listen to me in The Sandman on Netflix. I play Matthew the Raven. And I have my own creator-owned comic book that I did with Jordan Blum from American Dad dropping Wednesday, August 24th from Dark Horse Comics. Amazing. We look forward to all of it. Thank you so much once again, and you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And, and be cool when the warden comes around. Just you know, line up for line up for count. Okay. Let's not no no trouble today. Let's have a good day. All right, dude. I'm not gonna let him confiscate any of my criterions back there. All right, that's They're mine. fine. But just just do your <laughs> do your fucking floor pushups, and then just go to the yard. Okay. Okay. Okay, Pat. All right. There you go. All right, man. I'll see have you. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with the star for I Love My Dad, Patton Oswald, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. I Love My Dad is currently playing in theaters from Magnolia Pictures. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, GenXGrownUp.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I know, right?